Hey, matchmakers, welcome to another Friday episode. So today I wanted to talk about some fitness lessons that I wish I would have learned way earlier than I did. You know, part of it was my mindset. I was resistant. You know, I had this vision of how I thought I was going to get results. And once I got results that I still was stuck in that same rigid mindset that I had to keep doing all these things, even though there were plenty of cracks in the foundation of my thinking. So, you know, I'd love to hear as I'm going through these, you know, I'd love to hear maybe you thought these things too, or maybe you're still thinking these, and maybe it's time to start really scratching your head and looking under the hood to be like, you know, is this really something that I should continue to, to um, do, you know, because sometimes, they, you know, as I work with clients, you know, you kind of get that mama bear protective um, instinct pop in and you see someone running for the same brick wall that you crashed into multiple times and you want to put your arms out and you want to be like, don't go, don't do it. And then they do it. And you're like, did you learn a lesson or do you have to run into that brick wall again? All right. It's really as a, as a coach, it's so tough that you see a client going down that same path. And despite, you know, you're giving them feedback, you're giving them recommendations, they still head right for that brick wall. So the first lesson that I, I, I should have learned earlier was don't compare yourself to someone else, right? Comparison is the, is the uh, thief of joy. And so one of the things, the, the first mindset shifts that I made with that was I used it as motivation, not as a sign that I couldn't do it. That was like the first shift that I made. So when I was competing, um, I used to work out first thing in the morning. And that for me, I knew that was the only way I was going to get my workout, start to get my workouts in. This is when I was doing two a days, but this is when I could know I could get my workout in and, you know, wouldn't blow it off. And I know that I wouldn't feel like, I always feel like I get a better workout in the morning than I do in the evening. And everyone has their own personal preference. So I, re I highly recommend you decide when do you feel like you get a good workout? There's plenty of people I know that work out at lunchtime and they get a great workout. So whatever time works best for you, that's what you should do. So instead of looking at people for, you know, like comparison, I looked at people for motivation and the people that always motivated me were like the single moms, right? They have to figure out what to do with their damn kids. And they would be able to go to the gym and I'm like, all right, I would lay in bed and I would be like, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But then I was like, you know what? There's some single mom out there who had to figure out what to do with her kids and still get to work. So I got nothing. No one is keeping me here. I don't have to worry about kids. I don't have to worry about a pet. I can get myself out of bed. And so I want you to think about, instead of looking at people as competition, comparison, look at them as motivation and be like, you know, what is it about them? What are some of the qualities about them that enable them to take the actions that you wish you could take? All right. That was the first, like kind of first lesson that I learned. The second one is that when it, you know, the, I get a lot of, uh, uh, I, I get this question a lot and I know I used to ask this question a lot, like what's better? Like when it comes to like food, what's the best workout? What's the best, you know, protein? What's the best this? What's the best that? I would always get these questions. And the answer is yes and an all of the above, right? It's C, all of the above, right? You know, like what's the best cardio? The one that you're gonna freaking do. That's the best cardio. What is the best protein? The one you're gonna freaking eat. That's the best protein. I, you know, when it comes to, you know, I, I had this question asked to me before, 
Um, Kim, what's better, spinach or kale? Whatever one you're gonna eat, that's, that's better. Is it better to have my vegetables raw or cooked? Whatever the way you're gonna eat it, right? There's some, some things like that are so, um, you know, I'm big about uh, creating the big rocks, right? Focusing on the things that are going to truly move the dial. Is it going to truly move the dial if I cook my vegetables or have them raw? Eh, in the grand scheme of life, not many people eat enough vegetables. So I'm not going to split hairs on that one. I'm going to be like, you know what? Whatever way is going to enable you to eat the vegetable, rock on with your bad self, right? So I feel like the biggest thing is that I would overthink my way out of stuff. And then in the overthinking, you just kind of stay stuck, right? Some people are like, uh, I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to move where it there, instead of saying, looking for the best, let's say what is in my capacity right now, right? What is possible for me? You know, for my husband, he only needs five vegetables. Am I going to say Brussels sprouts are the absolute bomb.com of vegetables? And if he doesn't eat that, he's not going to be healthy. No, I'm like, dude, we only eat those five vegetables. Like I, I buy those five vegetables because I know he will eat them without giving me the side eye. And if everything else, whatever, I, I don't care. So I want you to start thinking about like, what are the things that you enjoy? You know, I get a, the question a lot about um, all of these various nut milks. There's nothing better for, there's nothing better between, better about almond, soy, oat milk. There's nothing better about it. If you can process dairy, rock on with your bad self, enjoy the cow milk. But if for some reason you can't process that, then don't process it. Great. Have it. For me, you better pull my half and half out of my cold, dead hands because that is what brings me joy. Right. And I don't want to ever steal anyone's joy uh, on their quest to be healthier. The third thing is sleep, right? I used to have this model, you'll sleep when you're dead, but it is your sleep, it's your rest and recovery that is actually going to give you um, your best results. And, you know, I've done a whole podcast about uh, multiple podcasts about sleep and recovery. And, you know, I have this three step process about, you know, red days is just a no go yay, right? I, you know, I, maybe I didn't get enough sleep that day. Maybe I am just like stressed to the max and just not a good idea for me to work out. Um, yellow days, it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling okay, but it's not a day that I'm going to be like, I'm going to live like a beast. And then we have green days, right? Green days are like, everything feels good. I got an amazing night's sleep, but, but life is good. And then I can do whatever it is that I need to get done. The fourth thing was, I need to periodize my workouts, right? And I believe I've done a podcast on, uh, I've done definitely multiple podcasts on strength training over 40. But when it comes to periodization, I can't expect that every workout that I do is gonna look the same. I, I can't expect that. And periodization comes from more in the um, athletic training world. And it's more about you know giving your body different stimulus, stimuli. And so it's, changing your rep schematic. And so in the athletic training world, it's you think about, um, uh, let's just use football because football is, is, a, is a simple sport. Um, so football, so pretty much from August-ish through December, January-ish 
is the season, right? So in that season, we're not doing a lot of heavy lifting, right? They are doing the, the, the athletic trainers for a football team. They're like, we're just doing stuff to make sure you stay healthy on the field. And now's not the time for us to be, you know, trying to have you like lift a Buick and throw kegs over, over your head. And so the, and then they're, then they finish their season, say they finish their season, like in January season is over. So then from like January for probably about, you know, three, uh, three months, three to four months, they're like, okay, let's focus in on building your strength here. So we've got this like strength curve that we're working on. Then we have a um, hypertrophy trade, but we're like, we're actually building muscle. And then we're going to move down to an endurance phase so that when you're getting ready for the season, you can sustain, you know, those long quarters of work. And so the same thing can be said to uh, about us, you know, people who are just like working out for our health, right? That we have like some period of time where we're, we're, we're working hard, right? We're trying to build strength. And as I build strength, just by a byproduct of strength, I am going to build um, muscle. Like it's just a byproduct that will build muscle. And then it can go into a hypertrophy stage. And so as I move through these, the rep shape, the rep schematics change. So, you know, I might be for strength, I might be doing two to five reps. That means I can lift a heavier load because I'm only lifting two to five reps. Um, then when I move into my pure hypertrophy stage, I'm lifting six to 12. So I'm going to scale back on the weight, but I'm going to bump up myself on the, uh, I'm going to bump up the weight because I'm sorry, scale back the weight as I bump up the reps. And then when I go into endurance, I'm going to do higher, higher rep counts. And then my weight count is going to come back down. Right. So those are, so that's something I want you to think about. So if you're doing your own training and you are always going in and you're lifting the same number of reps and we're not giving ourselves a little bit of different uh, weight ranges, at least every, you know, I'd say six to 12 weeks, give you, uh, give it a shot. Because sometimes, you know, in our mind, again, that like rigid mindset that we're like, I must do this if I'm going to get results. But sometimes we need to back off, right? And in athletic training, they call it a deload weeks. But you need to deload to let your body just like take a deep breath, rest, recover, and then come back at the workout. And so that leads into the fifth thing I learned was that I needed to manage my stress outside of a workout, that my 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 stress management couldn't just be a, couldn't be a workout, right? So one of the things I learned was walking. You know, there were days when you're just like stressed out, like you got a lot of like, you know, moving parts in your life, uh, moving parts in your life, projects, deadlines, family bullshit, you know, and instead of going to the gym and thinking like, this is how I'm gonna relieve my stress. Sometimes that is what contributes to your stress. Um, you know, cause if I'm, I'm, my body's already in like a live wire state it's like throwing a log onto a, it's like throwing a log onto a forest fire. Like, you know, like your body needs that, like it needs a hole in the head, right? So if I think about it as I'm adding, if I'm already in a very stressed out state, I need to think about, look at the workout I'm doing. Like, is my volume up there? Is the intensity up there? Am I trying to go to this crazy boot camp class? Or am I trying to lift like, you know, heavy rep counts? You know, it could just be too much for my body to recover because it's already trying to recover from 
the stressed out state. And now again, I put this log onto a fire. So it could be too much for my body to handle. So allow yourself, and I had to allow myself to rest and restore. And that is one of the biggest uh, things that managing my stress outside of exercise has been a, a game changer, uh, a big game changer for me. Um, the other thing was I had to find people who supported me and who could hold me accountable. You know, I needed to be around people who weren't like, ah, it's okay if you miss a workout. It's okay if you have this one glass of wine. It's okay. Now I'm not looking for people to be slave drivers, but I'm looking at people to be like, all right, girl, like, was this what you said? Is this what, is this is what you're looking for, your results? If, you know, ever, it's okay to have an off day, but am I having an off week? And I'm, you know, giving myself an, uh, giving myself the out. Or do I have people around me who are like, all right, what's, you're taking a week off. Like, what's going on? And like, really help me to like, um, dig into like, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going on with, uh, what's going on with that. So then I can start to like plug into myself and, you know, not let myself, you know, go down that, that slippery slope. And that's one of the things that I think is my biggest, um, strength when it comes to coaching. You know, I know I ask a shit ton of questions, but I ask you hard questions because I remember, my coach would ask me hard questions and questions that you didn't want to answer <laughs> questions that cause you to, to like, you know, pause. And I feel so many of us get caught up in the doing that we don't stop and ask, why the hell am I doing this? Why am I working so freaking hard? And am I enjoying what I'm doing? Right. So I want you to think about that. And then who's holding you accountable, right? Why are we, you know, and then which leads into goals you know like what is your goal and what is the ending right so I, I know I, I always always say to people like yeah you know when it comes to health and fitness there's a never-ending goal right and but in 90 days what am I looking to achieve am I creating a new habit am I you know trying to see if I'm getting stronger am I trying to see muscle like what am I doing so that at the end of 90 days I can look back and be like did I or didn't I, right? Because sometimes I do believe in certain instances, goals are black and white, right? I'm working towards something or I'm spinning my wheels is how I like to think of it. And um, and I want you to be like, you know, because I ask people, I'm like, you're working so freaking hard. What are you working hard for? Like, what do you hope to accomplish? And then people can be like, oh yeah, that's what I'm hoping to accomplish. So those are the seven lessons that I've learned. And I would love to hear what you've learned, or maybe there's something that I, I uh, a thought that I raise in your brain. So do me a favor, um, reach out to me. I love, I love connecting with you. Um, for me, this podcast is more about you than me. And I love that, you know, a lot of the topics I bring up here are things that I either see or my clients, you know, I see them having um, difficulty with. And I just want to make sure that we all get on the same page and that we're not kind of stuck in that like overall um, overwhelm, overthinking place. All right. So do me a favor, reach out, let me know. I love feedback. I always am here to help you um, ask questions. I love questions. Questions, <laughs> questions are fabulous. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day.